Hey there, and welcome to Bustin' Out of Breast Cancer, the show that has us straight talking about surviving and thriving breast cancer using the SMILE method. I am Shannon Burroughs, your host for the show. I am also a breast cancer survivor, a woman's empowerment life and business coach, and a breast cancer recovery coach. I like to say I found my purpose at the intersection of passion, pain, and proficiency. As a fitness professional who specializes in cancer exercise, I became the person I couldn't find while navigating my own journey. I help women disengage from their limiting beliefs and smile through life's adversities, including breast cancer, to become the best version of themselves. On the show, we share survivor stories and talk about thriving in life, not just surviving. Welcome back to the show. Today, I wanted to discuss something that was pretty near and dear to my heart, considering tomorrow is my 15th wedding anniversary to my husband, Todd. And it got me thinking about all of the things that we've gone through in 15 years and everything that we've endured all the adversities that have come our way and one of them in particular obviously is being the caregiver to me as I was recovering from my double mastectomy. So this show is dedicated to all caregivers whether you are a spouse or a loved one taking care of somebody recovering from breast cancer. Diagnosis, journey, recovery, whatever you would like to label it as. In fact it doesn't even have to be breast cancer. This is for all caregivers out there. Because here's the thing, for me, when I coach, when I coach people, the first thing I always try to get through to them is how does somebody want to be perceived? How do they want to be cared for? Which takes me to the five love languages. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the five love languages, but I happen to love them. I've taken the test several times. Um, Those of you that are not aware of it, I forgot who wrote the book, but you can Google it. Anyway, the five love languages, I don't know why I have a hard time saying that today. (laughs) The five love languages are words of affirmation. So basically somebody loves to hear the words, I love you, like how important they are, hearing reasons behind why that person loves someone so deeply. Um, Insults can be extremely shattering to that person and easily not forgotten. Quality time is number two. That person really just loves to have true quality time, like undivided attention, no TV, Um, no other distractions, no chores. They are 100% quality time with that person. Number three is receiving gifts. Not, not to say that you can't give gifts and, you know, just because it's a birthday or whatever, but you know, additional, additional gifts, um, like the effort behind the gift, like really putting thought into it, um, is another love language acts of service. PS that's mine. Top one acts of service vacuuming. Oh boy. Do I have a story for you on this one? vacuuming the littlest things like literally just picking up just doing something so I don't feel like I have to do everything um just the simple like just take action and do it start to make dinner just go ahead and vacuum go ahead and do the things that you know that I need to do without asking me and the last but not least is physical touch so I discussed those with you and I'll put all five of those into the show notes but I discussed with you the five love languages because at the end of the day How somebody is going to receive your love is extremely important. So when you are caring for somebody, I feel like personally, this is just my opinion, that it's extremely important to know what that person, um, what their love language is and vice versa. So if I'm caring for my husband, my child, who may have two different love languages, by the way, um, or a friend, like it's extremely important. Like if, if just having quality time with them is important, they don't care, you know, if you're having conversation, they don't care if you're doing anything for them. They just want to have that quality time. And listen, it can change from time to time. So I dedicate this episode 
to the caregivers, especially spouses, because this is really important. And this was where I feel like I personally, we had a disconnect in the caring for myself through my own breast cancer recovery. So for me, my dad and his wife came into town to take care of me. There was no time limit, no nothing. My mom also came into town. She could only be here for a few days and then had to leave to get back to work. My brother ended up flying in right after my second emergency surgery. Well, in the meantime, while I'm recovering, I'm thankful, extremely grateful for my husband, for my husband's, for my dad's wife. Um, she is a nurse, so she was able to really take care of, help me take care of my incisions and, and drains and bathing and things like that. And for me, I kind of felt like that should have been something that my husband did with me. Like this was kind of, you know, really emotional, really deep. And that's all I could think about was why isn't he doing this? Why isn't he like, I shouldn't even have to ask. Enter in lack of communication. Okay. Um, that's what I thought in my head and in my heart, I felt like he should be the one here doing this because he wants to, he wants to make sure that he is there for everything that I need. He should ask me what I want and what I need. And Meanwhile, while I'm recovering, I'm not having an income. And I say that because he did not do those things that I really wish he had done. And I held resentment for that. And I held resentment for a really long time until I finally lost it. And I said, like, you didn't even take care of me during my own breast cancer recovery. Like literally everyone else did, including my friend who came to my house and vacuumed as he's walking down the stairs. Like you can't see the floor needs to be vacuumed. Like those are the things. Well, Let's talk about communication or lack thereof. This is where love languages come into play because for me, acts of service is my number one. Okay. Now for me, I wanted him to do all those things that I expected him to do in his mind. And what he was doing and processing was in order for me to take care of this family, I need to work. He's a real estate broker, by the way, I need to make deals. I need to make things happen. Like She's taken care of. She's in great hands with her family. So this is going to allow me to go do the things that I need to do to provide for the family still. So with that being said, I completely understand where he is coming from now. However, I really wish he would have been the one taking care of me. Like, I feel like that would have been a connection there. But at the same time, it was a really nice connection with my dad and his wife, which I greatly appreciate as well. So. My words of advice are, I know it's scary, you know, and, and that could have been a complete distraction. Like it it was, was, maybe it was easy for him to just be like, nope, you know what? I can't deal with this. Maybe it's hitting me hard. Maybe I have to process things the same way. You know, you have to remember, and I say this, I'm speaking to a survivor right now going through the journey. It's not always about you. Yes, it is, but no, it's not. Okay. You don't know how your loved one or your kids or your, your spouse is actually processing your diagnosis. Like, because everybody processes things differently, I think it's really important that that communication is open. And I and I only say this because I didn't have that. And not because I couldn't have, I just wasn't in, I didn't have the bandwidth to try to use my words and try to communicate. I was in survival mode at that point of like recovering. That's all I wanted. That's all I cared about. So... For example, I just actually had a husband, a spouse of one of my friends going through breast cancer, call me the night that she was having her double mastectomy. 
and I just let him vent. Like I, I literally just said, how are you? Like, how are you doing? And I think so often it gets forgotten. I think the caregivers get kind of, you know, left out to the side and, and no one really says to them, how are you doing? Like, how are you handling things? How are you processing things? What can I do for you? So if you have a group of people or if somebody's always like, what can I do? What can I, you know, how can I help? Please keep in mind the spouse or the caregivers that are there taking care of that survivor. And I'm not even going to say breast cancer. Like this is anything, whether you're going through diabetes, a stroke, a recovery, whatever your situation and challenges are, just know somebody that's taking care of you is going through something as well. And they may be even hiding their own adversities in life just to make sure that they can show up and take care of you. So again, I'm going to circle back around and I'm going to bring this back to love languages and open communication. If there are two things that you take away from this is to step back, do not make it all about you and have open communication for those around you. Find out what the love languages are for all parties involved whether it's your spouse, whether it's your friend, whether it's your parent, whether it's your child, whatever that is, use that tool that is given and provided. Again, I will put the five love languages into the show notes and even a link to take the test and you can find out what your love language is as well. It's actually really neat because I think it helps you understand and relate to things a little bit more and, and kind of figure out what frustrates you and why does it frustrate you? Is it because maybe they're not showing up to the party and by the party, I mean like showing up to your life the way you want them to. Are they not serving you the way that you want them to? And are you not serving them that they want? Because again, it comes down to communication. So with that being said, we are having our 15th anniversary tomorrow. And I think about all the things that we've gone through. One of them being breast cancer. Also, we've gone through the loss of a child We've gone through two additional failed in vitro cycles. We've gone through a separation um, when our daughter was five for nine months. And we have gotten married, moved cross country from Florida to California three days after we got married and started a business. So I don't advise anybody to do that, by the way. I just want to share with you that it's extremely important that you do do some reflection whether it's your anniversary, whether it's just life in general, and think about all the things that you've been through and just kind of be a little bit more gentle with yourself and your spouse or your caregivers for that matter. And really embrace that love, embrace those challenges and look how far you've come. You may not be dying from breast cancer, but it sure the hell is an eye opener. So that's the time for you to reflect on being grateful and thankful for the opportunities that you have at a second chance around to create that communication, to create that bond, to share with your spouse. So if you're a caregiver and or spouse who's a caregiver, I send you my love. I send you a big hug. And if you ever have any questions or need help, I am only an email away or a DM away on Instagram. Either way, you can always email me at smile at shannonburrows.com. I'm happy to help. I'm happy to answer any questions. And if you need to find a support group out there, please go find one because sometimes it's really needed. And sometimes you just don't even know how to care for your, your spouse going through this breast cancer diagnosis, because maybe they can, 
they can't communicate or maybe they don't really know the right words or they're scared or they don't want to let you down. <laughs> That's another thing. For me, it was like, you know, always having to be the strong one. Like, oh, I'm always a strong one. So always saying, yeah, 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 I got this. I'm fine. Yeah, 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 I got this. I'm fine. So saying those words, he legit was like, okay, she's got this. She's fine. So my bad on communication is I should have said, I want you here, this, that, whatever it is. So again, back to communication, learn your love languages. My heart goes out to you, breast cancer survivors. My heart goes out to you, spouses and caregivers and loved ones. Um, You got this though. You got this. Just keep your heart and your mind open and know that you're doing the best that you can in the current situation that you're in. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this week's episode has somehow changed your life with a smile. As a reminder, the doors are open June 1st for Lifestyle by Design Community Membership, where we help you live your best life. You want to join us? Go ahead. Email me at smile at shannonbros.com. Hey, if you're looking for guidance through your breast cancer journey or looking to create the lifestyle you desire, but you don't know where to start, head over to shannonbros.com. Let's chat. Until next week, live well, laugh often, and love much.